Uh, the information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. While many of the people here have some form of mental health training, they are not your mental health professional. The podcast is not a replacement for mental or physical care or for the diagnosis of any mental health illness or condition. Please enjoy the show. focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community. We strive to be a first step assisting individuals with gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Our podcast is just another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion of mental health topics and gaming. Tonight, we have on two amazing guests from Nomnivore Games. We have Derek Chung, who is the founder of Nomnivore Games, and Bunny, aka Sarah, Head of Logistics, and prof- as we have it here, Professional Derek Wrangler, which I guess we're going to go into in a bit because I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but welcome, guys. How are you? Good. <laughs> I was waiting for you to start. Yeah, I was like, I don't know who goes first. So, you know, great start for us. Right there, but, <laughs> yeah, this is, um, this is going great. I'm doing great. Yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Everything's going super well. It's, um, you know, Friday night. Can't complain, especially when we get to hang out with such awesome people. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Aww. And Derek, welcome welcome back. This is your second time on the show. That's true. I think. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. First time we were chatting and talking about Ember Wind for uh-huh. the most part. And yep. that amazing game. Um, and might I also add amazing artwork that is in that game as well, too. Yep. Um, but here we're, well, we can always talk about Ember Wind, but <laughs> I know there's a couple of other games that have been recently developed and out there um that i think we definitely want to hear more about um but yeah let me pull up the notes probably should do that right joe sure. so i'm not just pulling while everything out of my you know what <laughs> while you're doing that matt uh <laughs> just to kind of reintroduce yourself uh uh derek and also introduce uh yourself bunny derek why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh how you got into nomnivore games and then we'll jump into sarah and how how she came on board and you know is now head of logistics yeah and sure wrangler right right yes <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll answer that too yes. um so uh i guess for those who don't know me yet or haven't listened to i guess the first episode with me uh my name is derek and i started off in psychotherapy uh all all the you know typical psychological research routes before i finally found myself um much more recently building up an entire company in tabletop gaming. Um, the the reason why that transition happened was after spending so many years in mental health and seeing the process, uh, I really came to the conclusion that a lot of mental health care is kind of in the hands of experts. And that's not necessarily a bad thing in any which way. But 
Um, one of the things that I think is really important and a critical component of mental health care is to make sure that every single person is able to have a strong support group around them, made up of their friends, family, either people that they know or they don't know yet. And uh, when I thought about it that way and thought back to my own experiences about how I really formed those connections, um, it was really over all the like fun moments in my life. And there really isn't uh, truly a better way, I think, to get people together, especially of all these diverse backgrounds, than around a gaming table. That's fantastic. That is absolutely incredible what you've what you've accomplished so far and with you know increasing the library of award-winning games that that you have out there now. I mean, doing that jump right there is just it's such a pivot. I mean, from going through mental health, but you have a much deeper understanding of what gamers and players go through and uh, how to create games that could help them on their journeys and make it more enjoyable. So you have a much more understanding of them uh, overall. Sarah, why don't you tell us how you got involved with Nomnivore? But yeah, so I got involved with my Nomnivore games because I met Derek a few years ago, like pre COVID stuff. Well, I was yeah. looking for another company doing conventions. I happened to meet him. He told me about his game and I was like, yeah, that's cool. Sure. Uh, you seem like a cool guy. And then after a few conventions, you sort of get like convention friends because it, it's hard to talk to people when you're also working. Uh, and then eventually I was just like, I'm going to stand behind your booth. Hey, is that an apron? I'm going to take that apron. And then I just worked there because uh, I felt like it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sarah like literally took the apron right off of me and just put it on. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, here, this is mine now. It's like, oh, you I, I let I was just like, oh, you want this game? Yeah, sure. Oh, I listened to the pitch. I was like, yeah, you want to buy this? This is why blah blah blah. I'd go through it. Uh <laughs> uh, but on a more serious note, then after uh COVID and stuff like that, I reached I met up with Derek again at I think it was Teco or something like that. And yeah, over in Pittsburgh, I think. Yeah. And I was like, just told him, like, yeah, I still want to work with you. I still really like all the stuff you do. And despite him fighting, being like, no, you could do better things or do other stuff. I'm just like, no, Derek, I want to work with you. I want to do and help you do everything that you're doing. Um, so I just started doing that. And I was like, I want my responsibilities, give me things to do. And now all of a sudden I'm heads of logistics and I still get to do my most favorite thing of all, which is yell at Derek to take care of himself, <laughs> yes. such as drinking water, please eat. And <laughs> for the love of God, please get some sleep. Uh, yeah. And I do it semi-successfully, <laughs> but it's that that's where the Derek wrangling comes in is I just run around yelling at him and making sure that if I'm not around, there's someone to yell at him to take care of himself because he takes care of, he takes care of everybody else. So we sometimes need you just little, need that kind that of person voice in our ear going, did you drink water today? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah. No. Though, though in this case, I don't know if I'd say uh, Bunny's voice is all that little. It's usually <laughs> oh, pretty <yeah>. loud. <laughs> Some, well, sometimes sometimes it's a loud voice. Yeah. So, sometimes I, uh, if I'm if I'm working like across the table or something from someone, I'll literally write a sign that says "drink water." I'll make eye contact with one of our uh, amazing helpers, and I'll just hold up the sign and it just says "drink water," and they'll just look <laughs> at me with like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you!" But also, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you guys are probably very familiar, also being in the mental health 
fields that uh, we're notoriously bad at self-care. So yes. yeah, yeah. Having Sarah around to help remind me of all that is wonderful. And also to split some of the responsibilities since um, while most businesses ended up kind of having to cut things throughout COVID, we use that time to restructure. And that's given us the opportunity to grow a lot, including launch all these new car games that you know we're talking about today. And yeah. uh, also why I you know needed more help. And Sarah refused to pick something better than this. So that's, that's <laughs> happening now. Yeah. You know, well, we we teach self care. We do the whole psychoeducation around it. Um, advocate for it. But yeah, no, I'm in the same boat too. Where it's like, no, I forget to do it. And even like working from home where I have, you know, I have no excuse to not, I'm two feet away from the fridge. I have no excuse not to get water, but I do just find myself like sitting here like, nope, got to do this. This has to get taken care of. I have to call this person. This appointment has to be scheduled. And it's like, oh, five o'clock. And I think I had two sips of water or stood up rather. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this yes. is not good. It's yeah. definitely hard to get into that zone and it's just like, oh, I'll do it right after this. I'll do it right after this or oh, right after this demo, I'll definitely go get lunch or whatever. And then someone else comes by or mm -hmm. you send one more email and then 10 more come in. So uh, definitely with all these extra responsibilities too, Derek kind of has to remind me to take some time, go, go, go to bed and all of that. So uh, I find a lot of our team is amazing like that and we try to take care of each other mm. and definitely shove shoveling out some extra responsibilities to other people has helped in the long run yeah it um it also sounds like matt you might need some help there too so if you ever want to hire out sarah she can be a <laughs> hey, that you, can't, you can't get rid of me i have an apron <laughs> you can't get rid of me i have an apron <laughs> I also, love I have that. a lot of your stock. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> True, you know, all of this thing. T-shirt. Can't get rid of me. I have an apron. <laughs> On that, yo, Joe can't get rid of me. He's tried. No, he's got several shirts and a hoodie. Not so. even that. He's tried, and I'm just, <laughs> I just continue to talk in the Discord. I'm like, you're not. And I still answer emails. I'm like, you're not getting rid of me. <laughs> Derek was trying to get rid of me before I was on the team. He was just like, oh, get out of here. Help and take Please. responsibilities off you get... Let me love you. That's, honestly, that is That's, yeah. almost verbatim. That is what I've said to this man. I'm like, let me take things off of your plate. I'm here. Well, that, no, it's fine. That... Just answer this email. Uh, okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> you mean it... the one that you've already responded to? Okay. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm terrible with it. like just like you were talking about, you know, about self-care. I I terrible at my own self-care as well cuz I I have my own day job. I'm not a mental health professional. I'm a volunteer. I volunteer for uh I'm a volunteer crisis counselor for crisis text line uh in the evenings, several mm -hmm. nights a week and I still try and do it at least once a week even on busy weeks uh up to 3 times. And I'm one of what they call a night owl. So I go from like 10 p.m. till midnight or from like midnight to 2 a.m. And I try and do that during the week. And from waking up at 4.45 in the morning, going to work, doing my day job, getting out, uh, helping with the little ones, doing dinner, baths, story time, you know, doing all that. And then fitting in the nonprofit in the process of everything throughout the day and then doing stuff at night. And so at 10 o'clock at night, I'm back in the office, usually 
at least five nights a week working on stuff or at least doing something, trying to be productive. And I'm terrible with that. So uh, you know, you know, what, yeah. what I'm what I'm hearing here is if I ever have new opportunities to shove your way, I'll present specifically and only Matt and not you, Joe. Yes. Email <laughs> and yes. <laughs> I try not to. I really do. I am terrible at delegating. Nate's picking on me. Matt's picking on me. They both it's know. Out of love. It I'm terrible love. at it. I look at them guys like, you guys know, just delegate for me. Just tell me what to do, please. Um, Yeah, no, that's a whole separate. We'll get the couch <laughs> out later and, you know, yeah. we'll each take turns laying down on it. And, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've actually never understood why the couch is only for the client. Like, I feel like everyone would right? have a fun time just laying down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... I have a, I actually have a funny story about. Okay, that. let's hear it. All right, wait. I gotta hit press this button. It's for the derail button. Yeah. <laughs> um, during my internship, so I was getting, still getting my LMSW. Oh mm-hmm. no. Hello. Want to talk about derail? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're wearing the shirt. That's adorable. Um, no. So when I was getting my, um, when I was intern, I was interning at a private practice, believe it or not. And I went into the office. This was after pulling an overnight shift at the other job that I was getting paid for. And I walk in at like eight o'clock in the morning and I have a full day of clients. Got a text message that somebody canceled and you're not supposed to be happy when somebody cancels. But as an intern, I was kind of happy because I was like, okay, I'm going to take this hour block and I'm going to sleep. And I fell asleep on the couch that every client, you know, I, I cleaned it a little bit, but after every client, yeah. I took a power nap for an hour. <laughs> my supervisor knocks on the door. It's like, Hey, you know, you have a client out there. I look at my watch. I was like five minutes late. I was like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I was doing progress notes as I'm wiping and as I'm wiping my eyes. He's like, okay. So I mean, no, the couch at, is very comfortable. Yeah, at least it wasn't like drool stains or anything. So, you know. No, it wasn't awful. <laughs> it, it was close. Where you got the mark on your side of your cheek from the oh, lines sure, from the couch. And I'm everything. sure I had oh, that. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm sure I had that. I don't know why, but when you guys were talking about like, oh, we just, we all need a couch. I was like, okay, what if we upgrade? What if we just therapy? bouncy house you just it's comfy you can lay it down you can bounce around just i think it'd be fun and then you just just it all comes out you just start talking this could be an internet series (laughs) i think you see that's working out i think the only issue come into my office is just a castle (laughs) i think it would just be a liability issue that's the only thing well, they got to sign it first. Are yeah, for. I mean, then you, you get enough insurance, you can do True. whatever. True. How much do you hurt yourself bouncing around? They let kids in there. Yeah. Uh, again, refer back to the disclaimer. This is not like... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do think going in a bouncy house is fun. It might bring people joy. It brings me joy. Yes. I, I, you disclaimer know, we, again. We were talking about self-care, but unfortunately somebody bounced out of the house. I don't know how to explain oh, no. that to like NS- NASW. Like, <laughs> my insurance covered this. <laughs> uh, 
well, if you increase your uh, premium, yes, right. uh, <laughs> for an extra five thousand dollars a year, you could be covered too. Oh, I mean, if that's kidding. the fee to just be known as the bouncy house therapist, I might just do it. You know what? Yeah, they a have a hot tub streams on Twitch. I mean, why not have <laughs> therapy bouncy house streams? I mean, that yeah. could be a thing. You can get Doctor Mick on it too. <laughs> See, here's no? the thing: our friend Doctor Myth, uh, Doctor Mick, is um very much into ethics, and I don't know if that would fly with him. You know. <laughs> He is very into it, but I'm sure pitching the idea, he would get a kick out of it. Oh, yeah. And he might eat. Well, but I don't I know. Could how also, I can, I can hear is, Dr. Mick like, well, you can't do that because like, no, we know, Doc. We know. Well, you got to <laughs> sign the papers. You yeah, got to oh, sign the papers and everything oh, like that for consent, for counseling and all that stuff. Like, yeah. he, you know, you normally do. But what if you already had a patient that is comfortable with it and like, hey, do you want to come on stream and do a light session in a bouncy house. I think when you add in, you know, stream elements, that's a whole other. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's a real gray area. And I know there are some streams out there that um, walk that line and yeah. it makes a lot of our peers very on edge. There's yeah. so there's there is a fine lives line. that cross that line every. Yeah. So oh yeah. Yeah. Well, TikTok a is a conversation. It's own. Yeah, there's a difference between like therapy bouncing house and then let's just let's just talk. It could be whatever it is. You don't have to call it therapy. True. And it could make them feel better. Just chatting with a friend, say it's on stream, you're in a bouncy house. Put some just put some like house. ball pit balls in there, just bouncing around because like you don't have to say anything, but it could make you feel better. I could almost see it now. It just came through <laughs> in my head. Ladies are talking image. about like man, it was just such a rough day. It's been such a rough week lately. Yeah. Really going into a heart to heart lane there, and then have that about two three second like pause of dead air and just go. Want to see me do a flip? And then just get up and yeah, then yeah. somebody's doing a flip in the bouncy house. This is a really big derail. Just so you know. well, All right. maybe, maybe not my fault. Actually, it's like, okay. Oh, uh, Dark's going to turn kinda, it around. Right, right. Yeah. 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 We, we can, we can totally, you know, see how the turntables, but, um, but the whole idea of having something that's therapeutic, that isn't necessarily therapy is the whole reason why, like I started making games like this, right. Cause mm -hmm. there's a bunch of different ways to, interject good mental health care hygiene practice and just general feel goodness into things that isn't just a 50 minute hour inside of a you know stark white therapist's office right well 100 percent. you <laughs> for some reason the analogy of putting vegetables on you know hiding the vegetables underneath the cheese on a pizza is kind of the, for some reason the one thing i'm going to don't ask why <laughs> um <laughs> but it's being able to provide that without not necessarily without the other person knowing, because again, ethics, um, yeah. but but just being able to sort of put it in a fun and easy to digest way of expression, but also taking care and talking about certain things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, and that does bring us very nicely <laughs> into... Yeah. You're welcome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> into the new games that... Yeah have recently been that we got to see actually at PAX Unplugged. Um, and they're a huge hit. I'm also ready. What happened? 
I'm totally have... not. Everyone else has. Yeah, them. we're both prepared. We yeah. have them. I don't have my. I gave mine to my nieces. <laughs> oh, we can we can arrange to get you some new ones at like yeah. Black Packs, right? Well, we'll I will be, be there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yes, so let's talk about Dungeons and Dinos and Snack Attack, please. Sure. Um, I guess, which one do yeah. you want to get started with, or do you want me to kind of talk about them generally? You're the expert on them. Uh, how about... Oh, um, never mind. Joe has an huh? idea. Actually, <laughs> I know I know how to start, uh, dive into this, because I'm curious about this. Um, yeah. How did the idea of the designs come through for these and for each of these like how did how did you come up with this idea of dungeons and you know dinos and snack attack i mean that's the art on them is absolutely amazing and i can't even imagine the process of being able to design a card game let alone just draw a stick figure myself like i'm (laughs) terrible at all this like this is this blows my mind and it's so detailed and i mean it it, it's not going to we're an audio podcast and i'm going to be showing like stuff to like the camera <laughs> like these these are so well detailed and it it's absolutely incredible to me so where did this the the design come from for for these and how did um where did that come from well um i guess the best place to start is just talking about how it, it wasn't one thing it's a combination of factors that kind of came together mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, and definitely not in any way the least, I have a wonderful wife who is an amazing artist who illustrated all of those lovely, super cute, super detailed cards that you can see right there. Um, beyond her, there are other people on the team that have contributed to working on this type of stuff too. Um, from you know game design to little ideas here or there on, like, for example, how to name particular things. Um, so like in no way was this a solo effort. Um, these particular games uh, weren't also just like worked on by staff, but they were inspired by circumstances uh, that you know everyone goes through. Um, specifically, Snack Tech and Dungeons and Dinos were worked on and came to be around and or during COVID, mm-hmm. when um, a lot of my friends became parents and then were like, "Oh man, I love my kids, but oh man, my kids!" And I'm like, "I I totally get it." Uh, which is why you know these kind of came to be as not only fun ways to kind of bring them together, but also great ways to um, engage, uh, build relationships, and sometimes even just distract them. Uh, the the colorfulness, the characters, the nomosaurs, that's that's actually a, a really, really, really old reference back to my own childhood and me growing up. And it's full of all the the things that kind of I held dear and grew up with from from friends to cool concepts to, Fun little ideas that I thought uh, would resonate with, you know, younger audiences going through their own thing too. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm also just a giant nerd, and I was like, "Hey, look, <laughs> card games." Uh, and and you know, one of the things that I enjoyed a lot growing up was Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. which is why it was really cute to be able to put together a game the exact way I would have played it as a little kid, and I did play it as a little kid, which is not read anything and make up all the rules and dress myself up while going around, you know, smacking my my neighborhood raccoon with a stick. Not actually, please don't do that. But like, no. <laughs> that's one way to play a druid, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can, you know, find yourself uh, a bunch of cats and or dogs and be like, I'm not a crazy cat lady. I'm just a high level druid. Absolutely. Yeah. I conjured these woodland creatures. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> So awesome. And you, you just to kind of echo Joe um, a little bit, the artwork is 
phenomenal. It it is um it's adorable, I think is the best way that I can put it. Um but of course it, where does or what was because one of the big things that I saw in particular, um, and I think this was more snack attack, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it might be both actually, uh, but just the aspect that those with ADHD or those with dyslexia can easily partake in these games as well, too. Right. So um, on that note, uh, there, well, this kind of comes from a lot of different angles, but this goes back to my like initial philosophy behind making any anything really is, is that I want to make sure that everyone has a seat around the gaming table, no matter who you are, no matter uh, what your interests are and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And um, with the first game that we put out, Amberwind, uh, the role-playing game, we really wanted to build it in a way that could invite everyone there. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, no matter how much you simplify down a role-playing game, there is a barrier of entry to that, which is that it, it requires a level of imagination and understanding of like rules and like some some social skills there that not necessarily everyone has yet. Right. So we looked at designing simpler games to bring in even younger audiences around that table as well, which is how we settled on card games. Um, but of course, uh, you know, kids are all at different developmental stages, and there is a growing concern, especially over North America, uh, with uh, and awareness also with um, neurodivergences like ADHD and dyslexia being very common. So we yeah. wanted to make sure that uh, we could design something from base up that was good for uh, everyone who had those types of neurodivergences. Um, we're, we're including other things too. For example, like Snack Tech has been rebuilt from the ground up to also include Braille. So if you are visually impaired, you can play too. That's awesome. Yeah. that's I love that. And again, it's that intersection of how gaming can, how gaming can do good, but also how you know, mental health and things like it can be incorporated, but also um, advocated for, right? Because I, me personally, I should say, not something I always see, the accessibility when it comes to, and I'm, I'm sure there are games um, that that have it somewhere, and maybe more so I've seen it more probably in video games, mm-hmm. not as much, with I think, within the tabletop scene, um, but to have that accessibility component is huge and it just invites more like you said to the table yeah um that's actually another reason why we built them the way we did too uh not everyone for example has access to a computer Mm -hmm. and they're like you can you can definitely verify this both you know someone in the mental health sphere who's worked in therapy there's something very different about being with someone else in person than through a screen yes and we wanted to really kind of capture that essence into uh, the games that we have. We we also really wanted to bring down the costs in every which way, because cost is another accessibility issue for people. Mm-hmm. So like if people are interested in and want to try those games that we have, um, like not only are the physical forms made as cheap as possible, which is why they're just like a single deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do like free print and plays and we even have everything really ported into tabletop sim in case people want to just play it there too. So, you know, if you do require digital tools and assets uh, for whatever reason, that's also provided. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You love to see it. And I'm glad that something like that is out there and being spoken about definitely a bit more. Um, and I believe it was PAX West 
where I believe you won the award for it was East. It was East. Yeah. Apologies. We, we've uh, we've never actually been to West yet. Um, this is, you know, fingers crossed, something that we can do. Uh, yeah. A dream that's hopefully not too far from the future. Um, since uh, Seattle is sort of kind of my home away from home. Okay. Um, that's that's actually where I, I completed my um, like graduate training and all okay. my internship and placements for, for all the uh, therapy work that I do. Yeah. So apologies. It was PAX East. Remind me of the award, because I know it was it was part of the their intersection, right? Yeah, so it's a it's kind of an interesting award. Uh, it was their inaugural year, so right. this will be their second year for that. Um, it they they had a new program that uh, Pax was trying to push to motivate um, more designers to enter the space, because unfortunately, uh, you're right, not very many people care about this type of thing mm-hmm. uh, and even if they do end up doing it there's even fewer tabletop games i think we're like the uh, as much as th- this might just be because like i don't know enough about the industry but i think we are the only one that explicitly cares about this okay um but uh but pax basically pioneered what they like to call a pax together award yes um and it's a really cool little logo and if you apply to their marketing program you may be selected for this particular award which is a recognition of some sort of effort that you and or your company is making toward trying to make gaming more inclusive in some way. Uh, it could be, for example, by factoring things like neurodivergences like we have. It could be mm-hmm. things like representation for uh, any other um, minority group or, or so on and so forth. It's really kind of up to PAX how they judge things, so I'm not going to like put words in their mouth. But, no, no, yeah. but it, yeah. But just being, obviously just being represented and being... Um, awarded that obviously i mean to me as somebody from the outside looking at it you're obviously stepping in the right direction and doing honestly what should have been done but what needs to continue to to kind of be done within this space and thank you <laughs> i think is the best way that i can say that um I mean, because as, so, as, oh, sorry, as somebody yeah. who works uh primarily within like a an a child and adolescent space when it comes to mental health it, it is one of those things with a barrier of entry for a lot of um you know because i think the the general population when we think of like tabletop or car or games or card games in general you're either thinking D or you're thinking pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, um things like that and barrier for entry for those games um it, it Cost wise, just let's go strictly cost. Pokemon is ridiculous, mm-hmm. uh, and it's most of the, the the cardboard games, as I like to call them, um, are very much don't have that app, don't have that aspect. There is no braille on the cards, at least that I've seen, without custom, I guess, content or custom things done with it. Um, there is no, and there's a ton of, there's a ton of reading. An aspect and and I'm t- true. Yeah, so the barrier entry there is very difficult. And D and D, I didn't get into D and D till maybe my twenties. To be fair, um, mm. but I also look at it. I'm like, if I was given this player's handbook when I was twelve, I would never have read it. I would have just thrown it away because, <laughs> first of all, too many words. Second of all. You know, I just want to jump in and, you know, you know, do, you know, go on and go on adventures and quests. Um, so it, it, it is very nice to see that there are 
groups like yours that are looking to kind of work on this and address it. Yeah, I, I do want to say here, like, just very humbly, I'm not doing anything new. I'm really just taking things that other people have done and putting it together in a, I guess, kind of uniqueish way. Right. Um, for example, like a lot of the work in the tabletop games um, and how we can make things, for example, dyslexia friendly, comes from under like the the, the modern takes on on graphics design of using more iconography. Right. Mm -hmm. That came from. And I can't believe I'm saying this. That came from everyone just starting to use emojis, right? Like that, I got to thank emojis <laughs> for, for their help or, <laughs> or stuff like, um, you know, dyslexic friendly fonts becoming a thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just knowing to look there to insert that type of thing into those games and, and changing the designs in a way where uh, we can support everyone. And, and that means both um, bringing the skill floor down to the point where anyone can pick it up but right. maintaining enough depth to the game, no matter how simple we make it, that we don't lose the top end of player two. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's really the challenge. When we um, when we were uh, working with Social Cipher for our neurodiversity kit, um, we worked one on one with a lot of their SEL uh, creators and uh, research uh, researchers for for their organization and their game development team. Um, and as we were kind of bouncing ideas back and forth, proofreading and kind of going through the things that we were putting in the kit, I will never forget one of the other professionals literally said to me, stop writing so much. <laughs> and at the time, you know, cause I'm coming off of like, still I'm stuck in that like grad school paper mode, even though I'm a definitely years oh, yeah. out, years removed <laughs> from school at this point i'm still stuck there i'm like no no everything has to be a 20 page paper i have to you know and finally he goes stop thinking about it it, it was very true stop thinking about this as a research paper because that's not your audience here he goes your audiences yeah. are people who the attention span can potentially be very low and just even looking at this never mind starting to read it they you know there's somebody who's looking at this I'm not reading eight paragraphs on something. And that's, again, use more of the images, more iconography, use more of that to get the point across. And it was a very kind of pivotal moment for me, actually, as someone who is neurotypical. I was like, yeah, you know what? The, you're right. And again, this is why we work with other organizations, too. It's just a other perfect example of like, I'm not an expert on everything. Um so, and it was like, yeah. And I think also too, just that moment has also guided us in a sense too, on how we continue to create our kits and making sure that we have, you know, core information, but don't lose the audience at the same time. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, which I'm going to butcher paraphrasing it incorrectly right now, <laughs> but um, it, it goes something like this uh, where where it's just like a really evocative statement about how I'm sorry I didn't have more time to write you a shorter letter. Yeah. And it, mm. it really talks about how it's important to make sure that every word you're picking is doing a lot of lifting. That yeah. it's, you know, it's saying as much as possible in the least amount of space and time because not yeah. everyone can access everything. Right. In fact, that's uh, you talking about the fact that like you don't know everything is very much my approach to it all. Which is why mm -hmm. whenever anyone goes, oh yeah, you know, you're the you're the expert or whatever, I'm just like, I, I guess if that's what you want to call me. 
Um, and, and that's also one of the things that we blend into every part of everything that we do, which is why I keep talking about all of our games, all the services we provide as an iterative process that we're always looking to improve and get better. And um, one of the things we're, we're even currently working on, um, right, Bunny, is the, uh, the website redevelopment because everything was yes. kind of made based on how I felt like things should have gone. And I like knew immediately this was wrong. I was just like, there's yeah. no one else that has time to do this. We'll just, we'll just do this for now. And we're at the point where we're like, okay, now we actually have a large user base. We don't, yeah. uh, we, we've got to meet their needs. And, uh, and yeah, so, um, so while, while it's not quite there yet, uh, we are working hard on trying to put together a better um, like interface and everything for people right now. Yeah, it's interesting. I You're talking about like, kind of cutting things down uh Derek and I recently had the conversation where I'll look at the website and <laughs> as somebody who's kind of like a new user going into some of it I'm just like what what is this what is he saying <laughs> what are we trying to say uh yeah. and Derek was like oh yeah you're the perfect person to go through this because you have a short basically I have a short attention span <laughs> yeah and it's like if I don't even want to read it we're not going to get like uh newer yeah, users so i'm trying to do my best to go through and make it like it, it's tough because you want to make it good for uh new people coming in but also you want to make it useful and uh, uh for all of the people who are there being like all right i've been through this like i need to get where i need to go or has to or wants to dig deeper and get a little bit more out of it because uh, they've already been through a lot of the base level of stuff so making it for everybody has been my current challenge, which I've been happily taking on and learning as I go with Derek being as patient as he can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the it's also really, really helpful, right? So yeah. um, like anyone who's even listening in right now, if you want to go to any of our websites and <laughs> you know fill in the little like support ticket to tell us how much you hate it that would yes. be super useful because we need we need to know more from everyone else who's using this type of stuff i recently sent out a, bus a bunch of messages to some people on our team that was just like uh, just i would pick a page and i'd be like just tell me why this sucks and what you want it to look like because i need more opinions i only have mine and mine isn't the only opinion and somebody else can have a completely different experience or want a completely different experience or for people who play more rpg games they mm. might know what they want out of let's say the emberwind site or likes to go and buy <laughs> card games they might not they might be able to tell me what they want from just that type of website that I'm not aware of. So all of that information is extremely valuable. I mean, we tell people all the time, yeah, if you hate our game, just go on our Discord and go yell at Derek. Yep. Tell, I, tell him all it sucks. Yeah, yep. and we yeah. mean it. Or just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, be nice about it, like constructive criticism. I mean, you don't have fix to it. be nice. You don't have but... to be nice, but like, you need to give me something. Yeah. If you just be like, oh, your game sucks, be like, but why? Like, how do I fix it? How do we make it better? Like, what right. do you want? Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, we, we put out uh, surveys throughout the year, each year, usually yeah. towards the tail end of the year. And I, as much as it hurts, I love getting any sort of negative to moderately negative feedback, just real feedback from people, because okay. it's only so much that, you can grow from people going it's great okay yeah. it's great but what what didn't you find great right it's all great i love it all yeah 
then you get that one honest person that sends it in. It's like, this, this really didn't help me. I'd love to see more of this. What, yeah. what could we, you know, you should add this to the app. That would be, we need that sort of yeah. feedback. We don't have anything for the website. So I'm sitting here writing down a separate note going, <laughs> I need someone to do this for our website. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I will just really quickly add in there. Nice feedback is still good, provided that it's honest. Like we're not yeah, calling right. it, yes. it, it, you know, yeah. bunk or whatever. But, um, but yeah, like uh, the other thing too that helped me, though I am running out of them, are, are just friends. I just shoot things to and be like, hey, <laughs> tell me why you hate this. And, and everyone's like, okay, okay. But this is like the 20th time now, please yeah. just shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning, Derek. I got to get some sleep. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else, you know, has proper self-care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if i'm not sleeping you shouldn't know <laughs> some of my background I actually went to school for i went to computer i went to school for computers and i was like this is too hard so Wait, I changed really over. yeah i was gonna be okay. a computer science major uh and then i hated pro- <laughs> i i hated programming so i was like <laughs> well i really like sewing so i switched over to art uh but okay. some of the things that i i learned in that was one i couldn't write enough so uh I would I took a class on how to fluff out talking about your own stuff which Mm -hmm. is important because I can be like I made this collage I like red it's a lot of red and like that means nothing to like Mm -hmm. I need something to make it flourish to basically sell it because that's what that class was it's like how to sell your art it's like you need to make it sound interesting get people involved but another thing that I took which was my favorite class was art critique one, it helped me take criticism better because I was getting it from people who were actually invested in doing a good critique. Like, here's how I think you can improve. And it also helped me learn, here's how I can give mm. criticism to somebody, be nice about it, but also offer advice and it's constructive criticism, which is yeah. far more useful. And I don't think a lot of people get that in their life they usually have people being like that's terrible it doesn't look good it's like but why like tell me why how can I improve because you're seeing something that I'm not and I want to know but you also don't have to be a jerk about it like right exactly (laughs) those classes really help me it's like I don't think I'm an I really don't think I'm an artist like I have some technical skills with some other stuff but uh, I definitely can't draw as cute things as Jen, who draws all of our cute little nomosaurs. Oh, I was ready. I'm ready <laughs> to promote. I love it. Uh, or some of the amazing artists that do art. Ember went art, but I can tell you what I think looks good or bad, mm. uh, which is helping me on the website and also in a few other things that are in this job. And I think it's a skill that one, a lot of people, I think, could use but also some people were so used to getting mean comments or posts and stuff like that and it's just they're they're not helpful so being able to constructively criticize somebody and be like here's how I think you could improve is a better way to go about things it's an art form for sure in a sense right of being able to be nice but also say like hey this is something that kind of needs to um this is something that needs to change you know we're for us too we've always been you know the community is something that we value in the sense of like telling us one what's wrong but also two you know 
where do you get support? Where do you get help? We have, we have like a dedicate, we, we do, we have a dedicated spot where people can submit their own resources. Um, and obviously myself and uh, Dr. Williams will take a look, make sure it's appropriate. Um, but we do in a sense sometimes rely on the community to tell us like, hey, what are you looking for? What is something that you need from us? What is something that we can continue to work on, provide or do something new? When we sent out initial surveys on our mental health kits to mental health professionals, right? One of the things that we made sure to ask was, because as in everything, again, my, my grad school mind is still in there. We cited everything, but there was still this aspect of like, is this clinical to you? Like, do you feel that this is clinically appropriate? Um, everybody wrote yes, but then there was the one person who said, well, yes, but... And that was the, and that's exactly what we needed because we were missing something. We were missing inclusivity when it came to certain physical activities that we were talking about. There were certain aspects, even, you know, when, for the regular, for our general mental health kit, you know, there were still things in there that needed to be changed to um, address and assist those who are neurodivergent um, that we and not maliciously just didn't really have within the first version. And again, it's not like we had it, but we were like, no, we're not going to do it. It was something that genuinely was just not something we were thinking about at the time. And I love when the community is like, nope, this is what needs to change about this. Um, yeah. And it's great information and just helps us grow. And I'm sure as you guys mentioned too, go in the, you know, go in the, in the comment section and say what we can change about this website we're not going to hate you for it. We're going to love you for it in the sense, because you're speaking up. There's probably hundreds of others who are coming to the website who just didn't write that. My long-winded speech. Is well, I apologize. I'm going to tell you right <laughs> now, my, my critique of the, your guys's website is it makes me want to buy plushies. I mean, it's so colorful and oh. it's vibrant and everything. What, what's that look? Uh -oh. Yeah. Look thanks. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Wait, there's an apron. Every everyone is already on Buddy's side on our team about making plushes. I, oh, I it's happening. Some, oh. I already have some yeah. in my brain working on stuff. Don't yeah. worry about it. I, is, I don't know if you can I'm see sorry, my couch. Sorry, Tara. <laughs> yeah, I, I am a plushy person. This is no, no. You just like, you just confirmed it. Like a like two percent. Yeah, that, like right we, right behind Sarah there. That is that is research material. Oh, that's fine. Uh, we yeah. we actually Barely. have a prototype <laughs> of uh, we have our RTS bot, which stands for real time support bot. Um, it we have our own mascot that goes with it to identify separately. Um, his name is Stewart, and Matt's <laughs> lovely wife Amanda named him, and she has been honest about a plushie. Yep, there it is. Oh, it's a, it's a prototype it. plushie, which is enormous. <laughs> uh, but that is Stuart. And uh, oh, the goodness. final version of it would be about, I think it's about a 10 inch plushie. So it'd be, that's like a 24 inch plushie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we, she, she brought it up so often. We actually had a prototype <laughs> made and mailed to her. <laughs> I mean, the, the larger right. size might be something you want to support since, you know, right for, for different sized individuals having it larger might just be better as like more a huggable yeah exactly that's what oh. i'm trying to say if there's any grants out there that'll unrestricted grants that'll allow us to cute. fund those large ones <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have to do a crowd a kickstarter for them or something i just yeah. had my just had my nieces over last week we, i was babysitting 
um this was stolen and um there was a there was a fight not a fight but there, <laughs> there, yeah. there was an argument of who gets to sleep with Stewart. oh i see <laughs> oh. that the, is the oldest great. the oldest one um but no this is adorable yeah, uh, so. i so well, this is probably like a more after the podcast slash stream talk, <laughs> but given the color scheme, we might be able to do like a cross promote plushie or something like that. Stick like a nom in that suit and and maybe help oh. out with the funding for it too. Oh, that would be so, fit. so cute, right? Yes. It could be fun. What if what if we made that plushie <laughs> a nominator outfit though? Yeah, we could go either way. Right? Both like, ways. Yeah. All the plushies. I'll collect them. They'll, I'll just add them <laughs> to the couch. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take three of them immediately because my yeah. daughters will each want one and then I'll want one for the office as well. <laughs> I, I, you know, there are times where I'm very childish. So I'll take them. I'll take all of them. Oh, well, great. Now we know that uh, Joe and Matt are funding the entire run. Yeah. Oh, no. Thank you guys so much. It's there we so go. good of you. <laughs> Well, all right, we're gonna end it there. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's like quick, cut it, cut it. <laughs> all right, uh, edit and post. Uh, I already got it, March. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, um, it's this has been fantastic. Uh, yes, did we 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 touched on everything. I mean, um, we did. We we kind of did touch on everything. Um, the the one thing I no, I asked it already. Never mind, ignore me. <laughs> I don't know if you guys want to talk about like how the games are played or anything, like anything else specific. Add, yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think of I, I it's funny you bring that up, Bunny, because I was trying to think of how can we translate that to an audio format, like mm. without a video on stream, it would be it, everyone it, just it, has it to go work. to the VOD. If you're listening to the yeah. podcast audio, just go to twitch.tv slash guardians mh and find the vod no <laughs> actually uh if you're if you're listening to the podcast right now uh just go to the description and there will be a link to the videos there so check yeah. it out in the videos uh information and you'll find links to uh the website but also videos for for the uh for each of the games but yeah Take us through a basic run of uh, Snack Attack. I think that's the easiest to to dive into without uh, being too in-depth for audio version. You know? Sure, yeah. Bun, do you want to try this one? Yeah, sure. I mean, good. yeah. For for either of them, we don't have to go like too in-depth. We can kind of give like the backstory and then uh, especially for Dungeons and Dinos, if you kind of have a basic idea of like D and D, you can kind of imagine. But yeah, we'll start with a uh, snack attack. So the kind of story backstory behind snack attack is that your momnosaur came home with a bunch of tasty snacks for you and your siblings. Uh, but you, as a momnosaur, why why do you want to share? No, all those snacks are for you. So you want to take all the snacks for yourself. Um, and your siblings, they all have basically the same idea. So you take turns playing different snacks from your hands on these plates that are in the middle of the table. And eventually you want to nom and steal those plates. And it, but unfortunately, your siblings are going to come in and try to sabotage them with gross things like bitter coffee, because who mm. likes coffee? 
or sour lemons. Uh, Not kids. Can... <laughs> <laughs> I, I know a few actually, but oh, no. <laughs> I know it's just, they have enough energy. <laughs> I wish I had that energy. Uh, and then uh, and then you can counter it with either just dump a bunch of sugar on it, which is, you know, great for you. Or, <laughs> or you can add some spicy chili peppers because I mean, that just sounds it makes it more too. nummy. Yes, it does. See, you understand. You, you get, get it. it. First, almost first rule of nominosaurs is spicy things. All that fire breathing definitely makes sense. Um, and then it's it goes quick. Uh, it's quick rounds. Once all the plates have been claimed, uh, you count up all the points and you can either go best of three until you get tired, until you just don't feel like it. Uh, snack attack. I like to play with my friends. I kind of call it a palate cleanser of a game. Uh, like when uh-huh, I go from, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. When I, I see go what from... you did there. Yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, when, when we've had like a really like intense game or it took forever and it's kind of that in-between game where it's like, guys, I need to reset my brain for a little bit. Like, I just want to play something quick and cute or like at the end of the night when people are dropping off of game night, it works great because you can get in a couple of rounds uh, until someone's ride shows up or until they're just like leaving. Um, so that's basically snack attack. Hopefully I did it, <sighs> did it justice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and while it is a really nice little game for kids and, you know, also adults who happen to hate their friends, we've been yes. told uh, <laughs> that it also makes for a good drinking game. So, you know. Drink plenty of water. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you stay hydrated. <laughs> might have to, might have to look into this in uh, yeah. Boston. Uh, it, <laughs> it can also get crazy because if you get two decks of snack attack, you can play up to eight. So it, it gets pretty crazy in, yeah. in that regard too. You get more people involved, so it gets even crazier, uh, which means just double the amount of fun. Now in snack attack. Who's Rex? Ah, that's an interesting story. Um, <laughs> Go for I it, Derek. Prob- yeah, I should probably take that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rex is my own little doggo uh, who goes by the name Dyson, mm-hmm. and uh, Dyson is in itself a whole story because, um, on top of all the other stuff that I do, I also, when time permits, uh, rescue dogs, and Dyson is one of those rescues that I actually kept for myself. And he, he, the story around him is pretty interesting because uh, we actually adopted him um, from the States, specifically a Southern state where he was left on the side of the road uh, in a box Mm. uh, where it was like a hundred plus degree weather and he couldn't actually get out of the box. So it was, uh, it was really sad, uh, especially because he was trapped there with a sister who unfortunately didn't make it. Um, But he we got into care early enough and so forth and brought him uh, up north only to uh through the battery of vet tests realize that he had heartworm mm. um obviously this is uh a situation where it's going to be really hard to find anyone who wants to take care of him so we we kept dyson and uh not only do we keep dyson we had a long and very disappointing talk with our vet when we realized that we couldn't treat him uh I don't know if people know this, but Canada, where I'm from, is kind of a cold place. And it's so cold, actually, that uh, heartworm isn't prevalent up here to the point where we don't actually keep heartworm medication in stock. So, um, right, right. So heartworm is also, unfortunately, a disease that is fatal. 
So oh, we yeah. had to find a way to treat him. And uh, when I promote, well, like when I first let the community around my games know about this, everyone actually came together and donated a bunch of money, which led a special order. Uh, heartworm medication not only for him but another dog as well because unfortunately uh they only produce them in vials of five and such a small dog you only need two so we were able to give the rest away and get another dog treated as well which was great yeah yeah so um as a thank you anyway to the entire community uh dyson now exists on in every single one of my games he is in emberwind as a caped crusader called the goodest boy that you have to find in like a little secret um, he's Snack Attacks Rex, and he is also the ferocious and terrifying Wooful in Dungeons and Dinos. And he'll be making more appearances in the new and upcoming games that we'll be releasing this year as well. That's, that's awesome. That's amazing. I love the backstory <laughs> behind that too. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. Also, I, I did not I know about ask. that with, with Canada though too. That is an interesting tidbit. Yeah, I only found that out myself a couple of years ago when the situation came up. And I'm like, oh, geez. So, wow. Yeah. Um, having having Dyson be a part of the game also gives me a chance to talk about this to bring up that level of awareness as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Joe, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, you didn't. You're fine. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. My I bad. said it was awesome. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, that's that's very important. You should say that more often. No, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> everything also, is awesome <laughs> it also shows the level of awesomeness from our community that kind of just yeah. went and did that it shows just yeah. not how much they one also love dogs but also care about uh the other people whether it's Derek or otherwise because we have a great discord community that everybody will share like different fan content and they'll play different games together so that's that's another wonderful thing that I've found while working at Nomnosaur is just the level of community feel. And I'll have people that I don't know just come up to the table and they'll be like, oh my God, I love your games. And they'll just be so excited. And I'll just be like, this is what I needed to start my morning because I'm yeah. so tired. <laughs> yeah, you. yeah. For, forget the coffee. Pick me up with all the good feels. Yeah, all the good yeah. feelings. That's better than coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's really kind of the, the hope and goal for me when I first started off, right, was to help create some place that people could call a community for themselves be that around your own uh table at home when you're playing with your family and your friends or something larger than that if you happen to need it and not only being able to kind of create that space for people but even be a recipient of its own kindness really just goes to show how like i i can't really stop and instead we're we're looking to build this bigger and better because it's it's so important for everyone involved and um and I'm really glad that Sarah's joined us to help us out in all this, even if uh, there are so many better things she could be doing with her time. There's, there's nothing <laughs> better I could do. <laughs> Definitely no. nothing, absolutely nothing at all I could be doing. <laughs> it's it's got to be pretty ah. stressful with because you're overseeing all the logistics with not just uh, just one game, everything. So. <laughs> you have to figure out absolutely all the logistics behind probably ordering, printing, uh, you know, quantities, shows, all, all of that. I, is, uh, not there. Oh, no. don't, don't scare her off. Oh, no. I'm thinking logistics I'm and I'm, 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 it, it, it's such a broad, broad. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, Joe, pull it back. Pull it back. I'll, I'll do no, it. Nobody will know. Edit. <laughs> 
no, it's okay. I I know where it's going and the responsibilities that it's going. It's definitely all uh, new for me and I've taken on this role and I definitely have my time of, uh, what am I doing with my life? Is this really what I want to do? And it's like, yes, I fought for this. <laughs> I literally fought Derek <laughs> being like, yes, I want to be here. Uh, and luckily, Derek is patient and is willing to hold my hand and teach me how to do all the things and help keep me in charge as he looks around all scared <laughs> how, how many times do I have to call you being like I don't know what's going on I don't know what I'm doing what's going on I'm gonna let us all down and you're as, just like no it's fine yeah as many times as necessary I'm here for that yeah so I, I luckily I've been syndrome in the syndrome hits man it hits hard <laughs> I've been in the convention world before. So uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was working for a different company when I met Derek. So I kind of got that feel of, all right, this is what it's like to go to a convention and you got to book this and you got to do this and planning a lot ahead and also working with different people who go to conventions, you kind of get a feel of, I don't like how you're doing that doesn't that doesn't that wouldn't work for me so figuring out different solutions and like we're working on ways oh how do we better set up our booth so that we can showcase our games to people yeah, especially do... kids too we're, we're yeah, that, trying that's to do something. like a kid-friendly design now yes so we've been working on that how do we better show other products that we have whether it's merchandise whether it's how do we get more people engaged with our stuff uh, either faster or bringing on people on the team that could do longer form demos that people want from us um, and finding people that can do that for us, which we have some amazing people that are able to do that as well as just, yes, eventually taking care of ordering and doing all this. I've also never really, I, I work for myself sometimes, so I don't, no, I don't, I don't know, Joe, you can understand this. I don't know how to tell people what to do. I just do it. I right? struggle with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Derek's had to tell me, be like, oh, just ask this person or this person will do it. And I'm like, what? But what they're do doing something they're, already. What do you mean they're going <laughs> to do it? I don't know. What are their responsibilities? He's just like, you were there when we talked about it. I was like, I don't understand. What yeah, do you, you, you were there when I said, you're the boss. <laughs> tell people stuff and they'll I just know. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that makes me a better boss. I don't understand that I'm the boss. I'm too. <laughs> I'll be too nice about it. I won't be too bossy, except when it comes to drinking water and sleeping. Yeah, so long as it's other people, <laughs> sure. With me, you're, you're totally fine with bossing me around. Oh yeah, that's just <laughs> yeah. Drink water, that's just sleep. Fun. You gotta start somewhere, Derek. Yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead, Matt. No, it's just that it's it, it is. She does have the title of Derek Wrangler. I yep. mean. So yep. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know part of the job description. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> right. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a lot logistics wise, and I'm I think I'm doing okay. Getting getting into all of it, taking more responsibilities, Better not needing okay. as much, not needing as much handholding. <laughs> I mean, you got your apron. I mean, you're I not do. going anywhere. So. I know. You can't I get rid of me. I have an apron. Yeah, at some point, <laughs> maybe that. you should like turn it around, just make it a cape. 
know, just straight Ooh, up superhero. Ah, uh, there we yeah. go. That's why I keep all my pins, though. It kind of, it would, I feel like it wouldn't fly in the wind as well. It's, it's weighted down. <laughs> you I just... could make a Rex cape on one side and the Nomnivore apron on the other. So you could wear it front ways <laughs> and it's the Nomnivore apron. Mm-hmm. And then you can flip it backwards and you could have the Rex cape for the good boy. I I don't know why I had to give you that idea. You're like, yeah, no, yeah, just another thing to do. (laughs) No, you got your hands full. Now, um, I have projects uh, planned out and I just look at my workroom sometimes and I'm just like, I will get to it. I promise myself I will get to those projects. (laughs) Uh, You took us through uh, Snack Attack. Uh, Bring us through a brief uh, run with uh, Dungeons and Dinos, if you can. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take this one just so that we've got a bit of variety of who's talking. Um, and, um, Dungeons and Dinos is our newest game and it stars those same little, uh, nomnosaurs, but this time, uh, possibly because of everything they did that was super naughty in snack attack. You see mom sentenced them to go clean up the attic that they promised long ago, uh, as punishment. Mm -hmm. And as they, you know, walk their little butts upstairs and start cleaning up the attic, it doesn't take them very long before they discover the holy grail of all distractions, their dad's old D&D manual. So they plop their little butts down, as you'd expect, and start flipping through it, only to realize, and not very quickly, in fact, uh, that they have no idea how to read. So they don't know how to play, but they did think the pictures looked cool. So cool, they've dressed themselves up by making an even bigger mess of the attic. And more importantly, they've gone around dressing their entire neighborhood up potentially against their will so that you can go on a make-believe adventure nobody wants to be a part of you've uh you kind of to play this game it's really easy all you need to do is gather your favorite party of your friends and then you set up a little dungeon deck that's full of all of the uh, in quotes baddies made up of all like your friends and your neighborhood critters where you'll be working through a uh, dungeon crawler taking on three baddies at a time until you take on the big bad boss at the very end, which could be, you know, uh, five cats stuck in a box that we've lovingly titled Tia Cat, or it could be something like uh, your your neighborhood chipmunk who's possibly gotten a David Bowie-like wig stuck on their head, and now they're called the Goblin King, and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. And uh, you can play it in a both a co-op fashion or the intended way that we designed it, a co-optional game where you'll work together with everyone else to take out these big bads, but you're not so secretly competing uh, for the most amount of kills throughout the game, or, or we like to you know call it tuckering out a baddie, so that uh, you can brag about how much better you are at being a hero than everyone else, because that's obviously what heroes do. Get them bragging rights. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. It is uh, such a cool game. (laughs) Yeah, Snack Attack and uh, Dungeons & Dinos are themed together, both narratively and with the same characters, to provide kind of a narrative universe that uh, kids can get into and follow along. Uh, We may or may not be messing around with, let's say, an animated series and also a third game that kind of slots into uh, the middle there where um, Snack Attack right now is targeted for 7 and up and Dungeons & Dinos for 12 and up. We... We're, we're hoping to put something in the 10 range so that it's got more stepping stones to get people into gaming. Sure. I love it. I, yeah. love it. I really <laughs> do. And having different yeah. tiers for different ages, especially at 10 where, uh, you know, a uh, child is starting that transitional period where they're about to become a teenager, but they're really 
to the point where they're developed enough to be almost uh depend uh, independent i'll yeah. say you know, like they don't want mommy and daddy so much they want to do their own thing you know they want to con- hold they want to hold the tv controller or whatever that's a bad they want to hold the the game controller. <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah. of something, and, and, and they're it, they're like you know old what enough I mean. to realize it's not plugged in anymore. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, you you have the one that has the lights not on, but Dad sitting behind you is really the one steering it, or Mom mm-hmm. is. Uh, yeah, uh, I know our daughter when our our oldest is 14, and when she was probably about nine, 10 at that age range, she was really starting to become independent and she wanted to do things herself. And that was a real turning point there. So having something for that age range too, would be really impactful, I think too. And I think would bring it all together. Um, I'm very curious to see what you come up with. (laughs) Well, I, I mean, I, I have to maintain some corporate secrets. So, of course, not until we get a couple drinks in you in Boston and then, you know. <laughs> okay, Joe, this is the idea. No, uh, <laughs> no, but no, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And what um, Matt was saying earlier about the colors and, you know, with how the booth, when you see your, uh, when you go walking by an omnivore games booth at a live show which i i don't know how you all travel to so many and go to so many shows the the chances if if you're listening to this the chances are very good that if you're at a gaming related show whether it be tabletop or video derek and his team are going to be there uh and you'll know because their booth stands out above everyone else's uh the blues i know i missed your booth when we were at unplugged and i had to ask matt where's where's derek's booth he goes it's right on the outside edge and i didn't see it because i was walking the opposite direction of where it was facing but as soon as i went through the doors and came back it hit me right in the face it was right there uh the colors and graphics grab your attention so quickly and it's such the art she did such an amazing job with the art it it is so adorable and it catches your eye and it really does uh have something for everybody um it it has that kind of japanese anime kind of vibe to the dinosaurs a little bit uh where they're cute and cuddly but you could you could almost see them running around in an animated series like just like they're based on something else and it's it's really amazing and i i really did love seeing the team the amount of interactions that your team have with everybody all the attendees and people it's absolutely incredible incredible uh people you have working with you derek i know you 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 brought several over to the booth to meet us and i can't thank you enough for and you know introducing us to so many people so many amazing people and then the team i know i went over for a demo twice to your booth (laughs) and i kept walking in in the middle of a demo (laughs) but there's just so excited to talk about the game too they must have went through the spiel and the demo 300 times at that point they had it so down though but we're still excited to talk about it and they're like okay let's do this and they're just there's so much 
positive energy and it it just grabs your attention and just makes you smile while you're there and just watching the demo and i'm not gonna lie the ember wind art is not to take the attention away from it but the <laughs> i've wanted this these two pieces of ember wind art for a while and you're like oh well it's over in the booth for free it's right there it's like <gasps> you gotta be kidding me <laughs> i went over and i got them i have them framed they're in the other room right now <laughs> in frames um, oh, thank you oh no thank yeah. you because <laughs> i tried to buy some online it's like it's not letting me buy it derek and it's like eh. and i i'll instantly bought frames they're they're over in the other other room where i i work and put kits and stuff together and uh yeah no it's i absolutely can't tell you enough uh if 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 you're attending if you're listening you're you're attending a show seek out non before games booth and you will not regret it it's so much fun and you will know it from a distance it's i can't wait for east east is going to be so much fun yes Agreed. yeah yeah uh absolutely love it um gonna love seeing you guys there thank you for yeah. all the kind of words about the booth and our team everyone that's working with us is absolutely phenomenal and uh you know as the guy who's sort of on top but not really like i just want to humbly thank everyone for all their enthusiasm and like honestly none of this could happen without everyone there but also the community like we we actually feed off of your energy that's how after 300 repeats of the same demo we're still that excited because you know you show up with that level of excitement too um so yeah like uh please if you're heading out to east check us out there um always drop by the guardians booth too because they're always super cool uh, but i don't think i have to tell everyone that since you're listening to this podcast inter stream already um but yeah we'll, we'll also be at a bunch of shows prior to east as well so uh you know we, we can't slight them those are super cool shows okay. too yeah where uh let everybody know where you're gonna be oh yeah yeah sure you want me to take this? I do. Yeah, because yeah, you you actually yeah, have it in front of you, whereas I don't. I yeah. Have, well, yes. As the logistics. See, see logistics. There you go. Oh no. Yeah. So we're going to be at uh, the next couple of shows are going to be Anime Milwaukee, which is in February. Uh, I believe that's the first weekend of February. Yeah. We're also. I'll, gonna uh, be... I'll be there in person, by the way, if you want to yes. chat anything. Uh, Level Up Expo, which is going to be February seventeenth, which is yep. me and Derek. Yep, uh, that Where... one's in Vegas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're looking to drink with us, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, drink, talk about our games. Or uh, whatever. Like, we're happy whatever. to talk about anything. Yeah. Uh, it's Vegas. I mean, come on. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to be at Atlanta Comic Con at the end of February. And then we're going to be at PAX East. Yeah. Uh, and we're also going to be at QuietCon. Yeah, so if anyone's all the way out so far west that you're like in the middle of the ocean, we will be in Hawaii too. Nice. Do you now? Uh, <laughs> do you do you need help at that? Uh, actually, so actually, <laughs> maybe. Um, okay. I'm supposed to be attending this year, uh, and this isn't fully announced yet. But I'm supposed to be attending as a guest, so I won't actually be around at. Uh, the booth very much so i will be abandoning someone needs to hang out with me yeah yeah sarah to, to all the sharks so if someone wants to hang out with sarah and keep her company that'd be awesome yeah we'll we'll discuss it off air yeah. um. <laughs> you're just like hmm hawaii yeah. though i, I mean like honest, I, I just looked at my bank account and i was like maybe not this year <laughs> well, um this is a, a uh, show just like east that we hit up annually so you know oh, very nice we can we can start 
uh, putting pennies into that piggy bank for next year. Yes. Can't wait to be on an 18 hour plane ride. <laughs> oh, don't remind me about that. We don't uh, talk about that. Yeah. One. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be 18 hours split into three plane rides, right? Like um, do, do all the connections. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's huh? um, from here. It's two. Well, do you count the, the terminal you're leaving from? Uh, that, that just depends on how much you don't like yourself, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you, it's kind of, you know. Uh, as somebody who is taking that flight, Joe, I, it's about two or three planes. Oh, I know it is. Because uh, it'll go from here to yeah. Chicago. No, from here to Seattle, from Seattle over. Yeah. Or, yeah. or California is the other one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, whereas uh, I think I'm riding through Vancouver. It's a I, usually I know anywhere from just made this flight like, like two months ago. Plus hours, depending Oof. on how long of a delay you have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just just make up the eighteen plus hours just laying unconscious on a beach too, and then you know, it's fair, <laughs> that's right? True. Yeah. If I could Very sleep on planes, time. I'd be I'd be good, but I can't sleep on planes. So I'll be awake for all of it. I've I've tried. It's impossible for me to. I will pass out and sleep for a couple hours. I don't have any problem. I'm that person <laughs> that can fall asleep on a park bench and just be or in the middle of a concert. Like we're in. A, it's like I'm going to take a nap. I'm taking a nap right yeah, there. That, that sounds like you don't get enough sleep because I'm yeah, the really. same way. Maybe you should go to bed. <laughs> I, I yeah. fell asleep at a concert once, but it wasn't due to lack of. It wasn't by choice. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've taken naps in lines before. Like I, if I have someplace How? I can lean up against, like if I can lean up against something, I will literally like be. I could get not fully asleep, but I'm like half asleep to the point where I have to be nudged, like Joe. Joe, Joe, and then I'll get, I I'll wake up and I do trust me. It's 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 a thing. Well, while I can't fall asleep on planes, uh, I can fall asleep under a booth. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where I take my naps. Uh, you know, add this to the list. Maybe we should bring like an air mattress just to hide it under a table and hope no one notices. So, so if we can't find you at Pax East, we, we like, kind of know. Just knock just, on the yeah. table. Yeah, just just kick. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just kick. Oh my god! No kick. Start just... start throwing some like candy. We usually have so one of the reasons that uh, you know at Pax Unplugged we can get through so many spiels is just giant Sugar. bags of cough drops and handing out water just being like please other otherwise we wouldn't be able to speak by like the second day <laughs> oh yeah absolutely uh i uh the first uh paxis we ever did as you know for guardians mental health i lost my voice by the yeah. second day and there was two more days after it it was yeah the cough drops or throat lozenges i like the vitamin c drops um those are really good tips right there Matt, Matt just he he just he's just a machine. He Matt was under the weather at, at Unplugged from previously just getting over, and he he talked to freaking everybody. It was yeah, absolutely incredible. But then ran to the but then ran to the bathroom, coughed a little bit, popped two more lozenges. It's like <laughs> okay, let's go back in. Yeah, 
<laughs> he had his command seat right there. And the funny thing is, nobody else sat in that chair. That was that was Matt's chair. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even go near it. I my position was behind Matt, like off to the corner on the second table. Like I stood there. Matt was yeah. the, in the command chair. And like, you took the most flattering pictures of me and decided to put them in various decks and on the website. Yes. I was so happy. I hey, somebody needs to, you know. I, I don't get no. very many pictures taken of me because I'm taking pictures of everybody else first. I mean, like no. you got to show off Matt in his throne, right? Yeah, so. <laughs> there were got... some really great action shots. I, yeah, I know. I'll, I'll put it. I talk with my hands when I'm yep. in the moment. Mm. Oh, Matt does fantastic. And he, he really captures people's attention. And uh, several times he'll had, he had a group of eight, nine, ten people stand there and he's talking to all of them and it's great and i just stood back and took pictures <laughs> yeah it reminds you me of your like, hands i feel like you still need a radius otherwise you just somebody just somebody's in a track and so i have knocked over several things on the booth because of talking with hands our price <laughs> list for like you know donations yep. and gifts that went down three times anything over nine inches had to go basically because, yeah you know, no big I was doing it. or anything I was doing a convention in, in Jersey um, late last year. And I think I just knocked my water bottle over about 20,000 times. It's, it's a gift and a curse. What can I say? Uh, but on, I, I think, you know, I think on that note, um, thank the both of you for, you. for coming on, sharing everything, talking about, um, everything that you guys are doing at Nomnivore. Thank you so much. Where can people find you both uh, as Nomnivore, but also if you want to plug individual stuff, where can people find you? Derek, go first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know who goes first. Well, I'll lead by saying uh, thank you guys, obviously, as, as always, for having us here, um, giving us a chance to talk about all the cool stuff. Um but uh, me, like, I don't really do anything outside of NOM because NOM is more than a full-time job. Um, so, yeah, yeah you, to find anything related to non Games, you can literally just Google that. Uh, or if you're looking for socials, it's just at Nomnivore Games. Um, and that's with an N, not an M at the start. It's not Momnivore. Awesome. <laughs> and we'll have everything linked as well, too, within our show notes on the podcast. Um, so you guys can check it out there as well, too. Um, uh, Bunny, anything yeah. you wanted to plug? Uh, you can also join us. I want. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier. If you join the Emberwind Discord, we do post what conventions we're going to be at. So if you're interested in meeting any of us, we usually put who in our team is going to be at them. So if you're interested in talking to Derek or talking to me or anyone else in our amazing team as you get to know us more, uh, that is the best way to figure out who and where we're going to be if you want to stalk us a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, we're planning on announcing a couple interesting new people. Uh, that's part of the writing team. So if you want yes. to include in some of the new lore developments for Emberwind, because we are spinning up and doing a lot of new development in that realm, uh, you can find out about that too. Um, and we've also uh, surprisingly gotten a lot of the community involved. We've got uh, some streamers now that stream Emberwind live every single week. Uh, they'll be maybe doing some live shows at Gen Con too. And to find out more about them and everything that they're doing, you can just check them out and find out all that on our Discord as well. 
yeah because awesome. we have a big like community tab and stuff where people can do like self-promotion and everything like that so uh if you are interested in our game or you're already playing your game you can also self-promote we don't stop you we heavily encourage it because we want everybody to get involved and support each other yeah i've said this many times and i'll say this again um everything that we at nom put together they're not our games but yours so whatever you want to add to it please feel free we we don't we don't claim like ownership over any of that just put it out we're happy to promote we want everyone to be able to have fun together my cat muted me apologies <laughs> about that uh, that's awesome no, okay. <laughs> she decided to she wanted to jump all over the place yeah, awesome be part of the stream she does yeah. yes yeah. do you want to do plugs leah no okay cool i'll do them uh, <laughs> so thank you very much um for listening to this week's episode of the guardians mental health podcast uh, feel free to leave us a review over on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps spread uh, the podcast to others who may not have heard of us or know we have a podcast. Uh, keep up to date with everything we are doing over at Guardians, um, uh, excuse me, at GuardiansMH.org and follow us on Twitter at GuardiansMH. Um, also, please feel free to download our app that can be found on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Uh, you are distracting me so much. Uh, <laughs> feel free to just, um, uh, our app has access to all of our mental health kits, has access to a therapy finder, um, as well as our RTS bot to have on-demand resources. Um, upcoming things for us, we keep a lookout on our Twitter at GuardiansMH. We are going to be announcing our first um charity stream for 2023 that should be happening within about i think about a month or so potentially uh but keep uh keep uh your eyes glued on twitter <laughs> joe is gonna have to cut all of this um <laughs> um and also too we're gonna be at pax east uh come join us march 23rd to the 26th uh, we will be there. We'll be presenting. I'm going to be there. Joe will be there. Amanda, my wife, will be there. Uh, Dr. Goku will be coming down from Canada. Uh, will be joining us as well. And we do have a few, I believe we have one or two ambassadors coming down as well, too, to hang out with us. So please feel free to keep tuned uh, to come join us. I should stay there. Um, join our partner Discord server at discord.gg slash guardiansmh. Uh, lastly, a couple of last things. Um, feel free to continue to help keep our mental health kits free so we can give them out to everyone. Uh, Tiltify.com slash at guardians is where you can donate. Uh, if you're looking for some cool merch, not the cat, but the shirt that she's completely walking all over, um, you can find that at slakermerch.com slash collection slash guardians MH. That is really long. Just go to slakermerch.com and search guardians mental health and you'll find our store. Lastly, we do have uh, a partnership with King's Coast Coffee. Um, feel free to check out their website and their coffee. It's delicious. Um, they are in Long Island, which is my home away from home. So please feel free to go visit them as well, too. And if you order anything online, use GMH at checkout um, and you get 10% off of your order. I am so sorry. That was the worst plugs I've ever done. <laughs> Or the best. They had a cat involved. Yeah. She is all over me. You're going to get so many more, so many more followers because cat. You are popular now.
Uh, Look at I that guess. tail flick. Just I everywhere. know. <laughs> just. just imagine the fur. <laughs> she does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have four of them. So, but this one is the most affectionate at night. And then I have another one that jumps all over me while I'm at work, which makes meetings very fun. You should, uh, you know, spell the, uh, sell those as like special versions of the shirt where it comes covered in cat fur. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> auction it off. <laughs> yeah. There was a point where I think we had to potentially put a warning if somebody <laughs> had a cat allergy when when I was making the mental health kits. Because, again, yeah. I have four and they're all over them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that happened too, where someone actually emailed me about their copy of like Guns and Dance. Like, hey, um, what is this? And there's just like a random dog hair. They're like, I'm sorry. That oh, happened. No. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're yeah. one of the lucky winners of a uh, Rex hair. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Just spin it, gift. Derek. Spin it. Yep, yep. Dyson in every game. That's right. his first of- <laughs> yeah. he, he sheds enough that he makes an extra dog every like week. I don't know how. Oh. One of my rabbits. Dog. One of my rabbits is the smallest out of my rabbits. And she will shed as if there's five of her. We're like, how do you even do this? Where does it come from? We don't know. We know it's yours. <laughs> we had a Siberian Husky for years and it Lots was a daily chore. And I've never met a breed that was more strong headed than mm-hmm. a Husky yes. and a Houdini for escaping. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. we had, I put in a six foot stockade fence, a half an acre. I did it myself. It's 40 something panels, 46 panels. And this dog got out every single week. <laughs> every they're, also, week. they're also quite um, a Madonna. They quite like to sing quite a bit. Oh. If uh, you play the right things. Um, actually, uh, my turn to derail a little bit, but sure. um, there <laughs> is a, a card in the direwolf set. Uh, sorry, in the Dungeons and Dragons called the Dire Wolf, which is actually based on one of my friend's uh, huskies. And oh. yeah, uh, that was included specifically because uh, we worked together with them to support uh, Ukraine and continue to support Ukraine uh, throughout the Russian war. So um, if you you know look very carefully, she's wearing like a little Ukrainian flag as a scarf. But very nice. yeah, um, basically anything that uh, isn't going into more development right now. We are donating towards Ukraine to try and support them in whatever way we can. So, uh, yeah, if, if you do pick up our, our games, just know that you're you're helping out a really good cause. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight and joining the conversation. We will catch you next time. And again, go and check them out. Uh, the link for the website is in the chat right here, but uh, we'll be uh, blasting it all over socials as well. We've already actually started doing that all day today, but uh, thank you again for hanging out with us and we will catch you next time. Have a wonderful evening. See ya. See ya. Actually, who's streaming right now? Yeah, that's what I was trying to find. Uh, Prague is on and Relevant is on. Cool. All right, we'll go say hi to them. Yeah. Prague. Our our Emberwind streamers are running right now, too. Are they? Yeah. 
Oh, all right. Uh, give me a, a, a I mean, if you want. If, if, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, sure. Yeah, I can put that in. I'll get that set up. Damn, right there. All right. You got it, Joe? You want me to do it? It's already started. Oh, perfect. Yeah. All right. Stick around. Uh, go into the uh, wait for the raid. We'll go over. Everybody, uh, blast the chat. Throw <laughs> a lot of hype out there. Let them know we're here and say hi and have a great night. Yeah, I think they're I think they're playing D and D tonight. Not everyone, but still, it's a good time. They're fun. <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody, have a wonderful evening. Uh, just why didn't it? I got it. Do you want me to oh. do it? I got it. All right, maybe that's why. We're uh, we're real good with technology here. Yeah, we're we're Stop great heavy. with technology. <laughs> all good we're going now <laughs> have a good night everybody. we're going for a ride <laughs> all right take care